0: I want to go to I want go. I want go to Hey, we're Riot Squad, a female-powered media agency proudly presenting Camp Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania's first and only DIY punk rock summer camp. September 1st through 3rd in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Come camp with us for 3 nights of non-stop punk rock all weekend long with over 40 bands and tons of activities. Tickets on sale now at That's Camp Punksylvania.com. That's Camp P U N K S Y L V A N I A.com. See you there.
1: Love this podcast. Consider supporting this show. You decide how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Visit the link in the episode description to support now. You are now listening to Your Life, The Mixtape.
0: My guest this week uh, really needs no introduction, um, but I have one and I'm going to read it. He is an actor, musician, writer, and producer. Uh, He grew up on a farm outside a small rural town in Illinois. As an only child, he spent much of his time in nature exploring the acres of woods that surrounded his family's property. Beyond that, he dedicated his formative years to academics, basketball, baseball, and drumming along to 90s rock and alternative in his parents' basement. In addition to film and television, uh, he has been diving into songwriting and music production and aims to release a full-length record with music partner Vanessa Silberman in 2023. Please welcome to the show the iconic, the incomparable Mr. Ryan Carnes. Hello.
1: Hey, how you doing, Greg? Good to be here.
0: I'm fantastic. I'm so glad you're here. Um, so kind of off book for a second, um, what made you decide to now release an album as opposed to like earlier in your career.
1: Yeah, so really it just comes down to I think um in in intentionality and, and reconnecting with music in a way that, that I hadn't in a long time. So music was my first love. When I was I think around three years old, as the story goes, I started pulling <laughs> pots and pans out of the cabinets that I could reach in my parents' kitchen. And, and banging on them with wooden spoons and spatulas, what, whatever I could find. And so they fortunately had the foresight to go. And, and they, they both have um, some creative backgrounds. Like my, my dad played the cornet and was in band all the way through high school and maybe even college. Uh, my mom and he had done musicals together in high school. So they, they had that in their, in their brains. You know, they had that in their consciousness. So they said, well, you know, maybe, maybe he's meant to be a drummer. Maybe we should get him a, a little toy drum set and just see. And uh, I loved it. I took to it. And, um, you know, I, I continued all through junior high, high school. I played in jazz band, pep band, marching band, all, all the bands. <laughs> and um, at the same time, though, it was always it, it was like. It was a creative release for me. It was a it was a it was a place where I could go. Um, and, and just get feel free and get frustration out. And, you know, when I was sad or depressed or down or angry or whatever, like I'd go to the basement and just bang on the drums. So even though it was, it was that for me, it was also always kind of a, a bit of a hobby. Um, and I think, I think that's due probably to a couple of things. I mean, I was, I was also an athlete. I was a pretty physically active kid. And so I like to be out on the court or the field running around and, you know, and, 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 having that physical outlet. And, and I, and I ended up being fairly good at sports. So, and also culturally where I grew up, it was like people leaned more into sports than they did the fine arts. It's just, you know, just not bad, just how it was. Yeah. And I think for all those reasons, Music, like, and, and, and one more thing I'll say, and I've heard other artists say this as well, like, you know, when they were children, they didn't know that they could be a professional fill in the blank when they grew up. They didn't know they could be a professional musician. They didn't know they could be a professional actor. I kind of fell into acting on accident. Um, prior to that, I didn't. I, it, that wasn't even in, within the scope of possibility in my own mind. And music fit into that category as well. So it was it was a hobby. And then around, I want to say 20, 2010, 2011, I really, I, I, I really started missing it a lot. Um, I hadn't been, hadn't been very active with music for, for a number, really since I moved to LA to become an actor. And um, I said, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna start playing more frequently. I'm gonna get back in the rehearsal studio and, and I'm gonna make this more of a priority because Honestly, and I mean, this probably sounds like a cliche, but it was like, you know, my my soul kind of needs music and it needs it in in a way in which I'm 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 making it with other people, even if even if it's just jamming, you know, even if it's not something formal, even if it's informal. But I, I just I felt like my soul needed it. And around 2013, I think I set the intention to start meeting other musicians and to start playing. And lo and behold, uh at a mutual friend's holiday party, I met this uh this woman named Andrea who was the lead singer in a band. And you know, I and she her her brother was like a a friend of a friend and so we started talking and I said, "Yeah, you know, I, I'm I'm just trying to get back in the in the room and jam with some musicians." And she goes, Cool, well, come come jam with us sometime. And I did, and it was really fun. It went really well. And then it turned out that two months later, their drummer and bassist left the band to move out of state. And they said, "Hey, we need a drummer. Do you want to do it?" And so I stepped in, became the drummer for that band. Um, we cut a demo. Unfortunately, the lead singer and guitarist, who were in a relationship, broke up, and along with their breakup, so went the band. Um, and then from there, you know, I, I, played, I've played with a few other artists in, you know, somewhat limited capacity, uh, cut a demo with another band. Then that band broke up right after we cut <laughs> the demo. And when I met Vanessa in 20, gosh, I don't know. It must, must've been like 2016, maybe, um, we connected again at another holiday party (laughs) and um, she was like, Hey, well, you know, let's jam sometime when I'm back in LA. And so we did and it was super fun. And then a couple months later, she called me and said, Hey, can you sit in on a couple of songs on this set that I'm going to play at the Silver Lake lounge? And I said, of course. And then from there, it was like, I think I played another gig with her. And then, and, and she sort of had some drummers coming and going. And then, at some point the slot opened and she was like dude um do you want to be my drummer and i was like fuck yeah because <laughs> i love vanessa's her, her, her artistry her, her musicianship i mean she's an incredible performer and so i started as her drummer and over the last few years our relationship has evolved and you know, now I'm, I'm singing background vocals on, on some of the songs and helping produce the songs as well. So it's, it's really turned into a really um, beautiful partnership. We, 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 we work very well together creatively. So I know that's a very long answer to your question, but <laughs> I just wanted to, I wanted to like provide some context and lay some groundwork for, to, to say that it's been a journey, man. It's been, it's been a journey of, I think, returning to, myself you know a part of myself and, and returning to this thing that was there was my first love as far as something that really inspired me and, and and made me feel great that's
0: fantastic i love that i so tell me i
1: what's what's the last song that you listened to um i believe it was black eyes blue by Corey taylor oh nice it's such a good song that's a fantastic song. I like that. Okay. You know, and that, that's a song for me that every once in a while I hear a song and I, I don't know, there's just, it, it hits me differently where it, it, it just feels, I don't know, man. It feels, it feels like big, it feels inspiring. It feels, um, Opening. I don't know. That that was kind of my 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 first experience of that song. The first time I heard it, I was like, "Whoa, what? A, this is cool." I think one of the things that I'm a big fan of gang vocals, and 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 like and stacking um, vocals like in 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 verses, sure, but but also in choruses. So the chorus just sounds really big and fat, and they did that. You know, the, it, it's really really well produced, and so the choruses just sound like epic to me. And, and I really latched onto it and I was, and I had it on repeat um, just yesterday, I think.
0: Nice. Um, Who is an artist that you feel like everybody should be listening to?
1: Hmm. Wow. That's a good one. Ah, uh, gosh. I'm going to go with, I'm I'm gonna have to shoot from the hip a little bit here. I'm gonna go with Alt J. Nice. I know a lot of people, you know, over since 2014. I think the record they released in 2014, they've certainly gained a much larger following. But to me, there's, you know, like to me, they're 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 in. They should be in the category of like a Radiohead. Like I. I think that they're that level of, of, of creative and just kind of genius in certain ways. I'm a huge fan.
0: I, I absolutely agree. Absolutely
1: agree. What's the first song that you
0: remember hearing?
1: The first song I remember hearing, um, Man, you know what? I don't have a distinct memory of like a first But you know what? Here's, here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say Cherry Pie by Warrant. That is a fantastic answer. <laughs> hey, you got to keep it fun too, right? I love that. And that's also, that's also I'll add, the first music video I remember seeing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: What's the song that uh, you put on like whenever you're in your feelings?
1: Mm, probably something from Cigaroes. Oh, nice, excellent. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. I mean, their their stuff to me is just it's all it's all it's all the feels. Yeah, when I listen to it, yeah. <laughs>
0: And then on on the flip side of that, uh, what's the song that immediately puts you in a good mood?
1: Metalingus by Alter Bridge. Okay, nice. <laughs> yeah, I like that. What's the best song to sing in the shower? I don't know, but I'm gonna say Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi. Hell yeah.
0: Actually, a very popular answer to this question. No way, is it? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, it's usually it's usually somewhere like it it goes from either Bon Jovi to Celine Dion. There's like never any gray area with it. Like you're (laughs) either on one end or the other. Yeah. (laughs) What song? Best summarizes what love is.
1: Hmm. Wow. Um, I can think of a lot of songs that, are, that I think are poor representations of what love is. <laughs> it's a little so harder to come up with something that I think is an accurate representation of what love is. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with Delilah by the Plain White Tees. Oh, nice. Pretty romantic song. And every time I hear it, I'm just like, damn, this is a great song. It's, it's just so, it's such solid songwriting, I think. No, it, abs- like it absolutely is, yeah. It's- and, it's, and it's timeless. Yes. I think also, you know, it, it's, it's like, it, it doesn't, it sounds like it could have come out today. Yeah.
0: And then on the flip side of that, what's the best breakup song?
1: Uh, okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you two. Okay, and these may or may not come from personal experience. <laughs> um, so uh, oh gosh, I can't remember the name of the band. Um, I'm still alive, but I'm barely breathing. Pray to a god that I don't believe in. Uh, you got while I got um. It's um.
0: If it, like, I can, I can see the video.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: If you, it, and I'll think of it, like, tomorrow morning. And I'll go, oh, oh yeah, that song.
1: I'm going to try to look it up real quick. Um, the script, Break Even. There we go. Yeah, man. That's, I, I remember, um, I went through this, uh, this awful, painful breakup after three and a half year relationship with uh, with a girl that I really loved and cared about. And, you know, we talked about marriage and and ultimately, and we, and we worked really hard at it. Ultimately it just didn't, you know, I think we just weren't the right fit for each other. And, um, man, for, for a good couple months, I was just wrecked. And I remember, I think she sent me this song and we, like after we broke it, we were, we were still in touch and like trying to, we, we cared very much for each other so it wasn't like uh you know f off and die i never want to talk to you again and she sent me this song one day and i listened to it and i was just like oh oh my god oh yeah it really it it uh it it, it cut me open for sure so i'm i'm gonna go with that one and i said i was gonna name a second one but now i don't remember what i was gonna <laughs> We'll go with that one all right um. What
0: is the song that has to be played at max volume anytime it comes on? Well, there's,
1: there's, there's many of those for me. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with any Tool song. Yes, that is absolutely correct. Any Tool song, and if I had to pick one, I would say 46 and 2. Oh, nice. That's probably my favorite Tool song. I like that.
0: What is the greatest song from a film soundtrack?
1: Um, I'm going to go with Falling Slowly by Glenn Hansard and Marquita Herbola. Yes. Um, Absolutely. Who, who at the time were, what was the Swell Season, right? I think was the mm-hmm. name that they had. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's probably my, my favorite ever
0: underrated definitely underrated yeah start to finish what is the greatest film soundtrack
1: oh man um you know i'm gonna go i'm gonna go super old school and go with the judgment night soundtrack oh nice yeah i mean that that was i i think and I, i don't know i would have to look back on it a little bit but i think I feel like that soundtrack was, was pretty groundbreaking in the sense that not only was it, I think it was kind of like the beginning of, of this rock rap hybrid thing that started happening, but also I think, and again, I, 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 I can't say this with authority, but I feel like that was one of the, one of the soundtracks that kind of, um, changed the way soundtracks were done. I think. I feel that though. Yeah. Like, I yeah, can see that it, it just sort of like brought and, 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 and I don't know, I, I actually had this conversation with somebody a couple of months ago. I think in the 90s, in the early two thousand, or maybe that maybe like the 80s and 90s, um, there were a lot of really epic soundtracks to movies with with like songs that were that were also really successful on their own. And then they and they put them in these movies to, to really create um, uh, what I would say is like a, like a potent soundscape and, and sound, ultimately soundtrack for the movie. I feel like that's not done as much anymore. I, I, I feel like soundtracks have changed and, and, they're, and they're not this like sort of big conglomeration of huge songs all put together in one place. And, you know, maybe I, you could argue it's a good thing. You could argue it's a bad thing. I mean, I think one, one thing that happens a lot now more than it did back then is that new artists get placed or or artists that are less lesser known get placements in film like that. And it can really break people. So, you know, that's, that's a good thing. But I think Judgment Night's soundtrack was, was pretty epic. It's it's funny you brought up the like soundtracks
0: of the eighties and nineties because I was also just had a conversation about it. And the example that I used was um, the, the, batman film soundtracks from the 90s oh, yeah. that like yeah. you know they don't do
1: that anymore right right you know what I, as you said that reminded me of armageddon that's a pretty great soundtrack yeah that's a good one for sure
0: what television show has the best theme song does it have to be
1: a current television show no okay i'm i'm a I still remember, and I'm, I'm going to say this just because it, it, it's like, it's one that I still remember. It just when I heard it, I was like, oh, wow, this is a great song. Um, the Gavin, I think it's Gavin DeGraw, I Don't Want to Be. From One Tree Hill? One Tree Hill, man. Yeah. That was a great theme song.
0: It absolutely was. And uh, in, the, in the later seasons, they had artists cover it for each episode. So oh, it was it by somebody different each episode.
1: I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, well, that's
0: cool. What is the best song from a Disney film?
1: <laughs> um, I laugh because I, I've, I've as shocking as it is, I've seen hardly any Disney films. <laughs> like, like obviously, like we know Disney owns Marvel, so by right, right, but, but like, like, like Disney you know, proper. Yeah. Um. I remember I went on a date one time with this girl and she was telling me that she was such a huge fan of Disney and she was like what's your favorite Disney movie and I was like I don't I don't know. I I don't remember. I don't even know what Disney movies I've seen. I know I've seen some. Like I know I saw 101 Dalmatians way back in the day. But other than that I'm like I don't know. I got I got nothing. So I'm going to go with Lion King, is that Disney? hmm Okay, so I'm gonna go with uh I don't even know what the name of it is, but like the Circle of Life. Circle of Life, there we go. Yeah, let's go. Excellent
0: answer. My I I'm not like a huge Disney fan, so like when somebody asks recently, like, oh, what's your favorite Disney film? Star Wars. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, somebody from Star Wars.
0: What is the song that whenever it comes on, no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, you're going to dance to this song.
1: Mm, man, I, I, know, I know there's one or two like that. <laughs> um, so I suppose it also depends on our definition of dance. Um, I mean, gosh, that's tough. <clears throat> Can we come back to that one? We, yeah, that a- absolutely. All right, let's come back to that one.
0: What is the song that means the most to you, not necessarily because of the song itself. The song itself could be crap uh, more because of like the memories you have attached to it.
1: Mm. Um, well, I'm going to give you two, one, okay. one funny and one somber. Is that okay? Can I give you two? Absolutely. Okay. So one, um, the, the Frank song, my way and nice. the reason being, um, when, when my, my, I, was, I was extremely co- close to my grandfather, my mother's father. And uh, I mean, we, we just had like the most incredible relationship. And when he passed away in 2010, I was, I was devastated, like gutted. And my mom asked me what songs, you know, do you have any ideas for songs for the funeral? And I said, of course I do you know let me let me let me sit down and make a list and so uh, I remember I was with my girlfriend at the time I was on the flight back to Illinois like you know going through songs and making a list and for me the first one that came to mind was my way because my grandfather was such I mean he was so many things but he really did in certain ways march to the beat of his own drum and he was stubborn which, which was frustrating at times, but also I really respected, you know, cause he was a very principled man, very, very principled. And so, um, yeah, I, I, that, was, that was like, that's an obvious one for, for grandpa. So that's one. And then on, on a much lighter note, um, Winds of Change by, it's Kansas. Okay. Like, and, I, and here's why, because that was, that song got a lot of play at my junior high dances. And I don't know why, but I just <laughs> feel, well, actually, I probably do know why. Because I think anytime that song came on, it was like, okay, it's time to slow dance. Find, find a girl, cozy up to her, you know, time to slow dance. So that, that, that's, that's the other one. It just reminds me of, uh, of, of very formative years.
0: Nice. Those are both fantastic answers. Love that. What song is the ultimate party anthem? Um
1: <laughs> Oh, there's so many. There's so many. But I'm going to go with Jump Around by House of Pain. Nice. Excellent answer.
0: Yes. What artist makes the most appearances on your playlists? <sighs>
1: Gosh, we should ask Spotify. Um, <laughs> probably, probably either Alt J or Shinedown. Down. Oh, nice. Or either. Probably Excellent. one of those three. Nice. Yeah, I'm a big fan of of, of the catalogs of all of those artists.
0: Who is an artist that is considered to be a one hit wonder? that you feel like should have been bigger?
1: Mm. Well, I I don't, I'm not necessarily going to know if this artist is considered a one hit wonder per se. So um, I guess it'll just be kind of about my perception. Um, mm. I'm going to go with space hog. Okay. Do you remember, remember that song in the meantime? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't remember any other big hits that they had. I know that was a really big hit, but they I may feel, have had other big hits. I feel like you might be right on this one. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not certain, but that's. I mean, to me, that's a great song, and uh, I, I thought they were a cool band. I like that. What would What would be can, can I Can I ask you what would be your answer to that one?
0: My answer to that, um, it 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 changes. Um, More recently, it's been. uh, Do you remember the song Mambo Number Five? Yeah, that guy. Okay, Lou Bega. Okay,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. All right. What is the song that reminds you of home? Mm
1: -hmm. Anything from Roy Orbison. Oh, nice. Reason being. Um, my mom was a huge, well, still is, a huge Roy Orbison fan. He's definitely her favorite artist. And when I was a kid, in between, in the rotation of like, because I was with my mom a lot. Um, I'm an only child and she was a teacher. So in the summer, she had the entire summer off. So we'd, you know, we'd pal around all summer and go to the public pool and do whatever we did. So in in amongst the rotation of like appetite for destruction and House of Pain and because she was pretty she was pretty cool in terms of the stuff that she let me listen to, I don't know honestly I don't know if I would let my kids listen <laughs> to what my mom let me listen to, I guess she had she had faith in 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 her her rearing of me to know that um, you know some of the, some of the music that I listened to wouldn't ultimately turn me into someone else, but Roy Orbison was, was, was on that list heavily, heavily. Um, yeah. I mean, she, we, we always listened to Roy Orbison in the car and, you know, at the time I'd never heard of him, but I I came to know him, um, really quickly. And, and, uh, yeah, it's, I, I, still, I still like to listen to Roy Orbison sometimes.
0: What is the greatest love song of all time?
1: Ah, uh, man. Well, this is super obscure and probably nothing that anyone has said before. So I'm going to go with it. Um, Dust to Dust by the Civil Wars. Nice. Okay. You know that one? I do.
0: My, my brother's a big fan of them.
1: Yeah, I just think it's, it's really, really beautiful and really honest. You know, And it's, on, and, and it's a little bit melancholy, too. I think at the same time, which, which I think feels fairly accurate because uh, <laughs> love is not always roses and butterflies, you know, it can be, can be tough, can be hard. Yeah. So I'm going to go with that one. Excellent.
0: What is the song that defined your generation?
1: Ah, uh, man, I think that kind of depends on the time at which we pull it from, but smells like teen spirit has got to be one of them. Cause that was a song that when it came out it was just like oh, holy shit, what yeah. is this and in in combination with the music video you know it was like I, I saw there's this guy there's this drummer that i that i follow on instagram named dave ellich and uh dave he was recently on tour with weezer um i believe he played with uh oh man he's played with a bunch of bands but the mars volta i believe is one of it's the band that he he played with for for a while incredible drummer and teacher and um i saw him post something i don't even remember what song it was or, or what artist it was but he posted something recently saying the first time he heard this artist or this song i think it was a song there was something he said there was something and he said some other adjectives but but one of them that i remember was dangerous He said like there was something dangerous about it and I started thinking about it and I realized that, uh, you know, as a young, as a kid, so many of the artists that I was drawn to and became my favorite artists, at least for a time, or became my favorite songs, at least for a time, if not still, there was an element of danger to them. It it was, there was an element of like, whoa, I've never heard something like this before. Oh, I know who I was thinking about r- related to that was um, David Draymond from Disturbed. So nice. uh, I went to I went to one of the early OzFests in oh, South wow. Missouri. I don't remember what year it was, but I went to one one of the early ones, and um, their first record had just come out with "Down the Down with the Sickness" record first time i heard that song i was just like oh my god what is this like this guy is like like growling barking into the microphone like what oh my god what is this and i went to ozfest and they were on the side stage and they wheeled him out on a um on a on a what's the word not not gurney like um the, the, the thing used to move a dolly. Oh. You know, they wheeled him out on a dolly in a straight jacket, a la Billy Joe Armstrong in the, the basket case video. Yeah, They wheeled him out on the stage on a dolly in a straitjacket, And then like set him up and he's just standing there. And, you know, he's like, he's a scary looking dude. <laughs> standing there on the edge of the stage, like staring at people while, while like their walk on music is playing. And I was just, I was like simultaneously terrified because <laughs> I was a kid and also completely intrigued. And, and, then, and then when they played their set, I, I was just like, they, they, they melted my face. It was so, so fucking epic. <laughs> That's fantastic. What is a
0: song that you could listen to over and over again and never get sick of? uh
1: wow there's a lot of those um i mean right now it's black Eyes blue by cory taylor nice um but probably every led, Ze- <clears throat> every led zeppelin song ever written i mean i i don't seem to ever tire of led zeppelin excellent not even stairway to heaven oh wow <laughs> yeah
0: I mean, it's like 45 minutes long. So, I mean, you get you get some distance on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. OK, so this next question um, tends to be the most controversial of all the questions yeah. uh, that you'll get asked. Um, people people have very strong opinions about this. Um, so tell me what is the greatest music video of all time?
1: Cherry pie. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, man, I mean that's that's a that's a big question too. Um, you know, I don't know that it's the greatest. I I, I I would say with confidence that I do think it's really strong, but I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna base my answer just based on the emotional impact and and the overall impact that it had on me. I think the one music video by Metallica is. It's pretty fantastic. Excellent.
0: First time first time we've had Metallica as the answer for this. So well done. Congratulations. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm sure I'm sure that answer would be controversial to many
0: people. What is the greatest musical collaboration of all time?
1: Uh, the greatest musical collaboration of all time. Hmm. I mean, there's definitely a trend in my answers and my answers are definitely rock centric. Um, so there are probably equally great, if not better answers outside of the ones that I'm giving. But I think that the Chris Cornell and rage against the machine hybrid was a, nice. was a pretty incredible collaboration. Known would as be, slave. <laughs> you would be correct.
0: You would be absolutely correct there. If you could have a song play anytime you enter a room, what would it be?
1: Uh, dang man, this is like like if I were a professional baseball player. Like, what <laughs> what would my uh, what would my song be when I walked to the plate?
0: Um, I'll help you out. My answer to this question is the Flash Gordon theme song by Queen.
1: Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, dang man, I don't know. You know? Okay, I'm gonna. This is this is a weird one, but uh, I'm gonna go with "Gooey" by Glass Animals.
0: Nice. Okay.
1: It's like I don't know that song. That song always just puts me in a good mood. So if I can be in a good mood every time I walk into a room, that's a pretty good outcome. Nice. Um,
0: what is the song that no matter what kind of playlist you're making, no matter what kind of vibe you're going for, this song will always make an
1: appearance? Hmm. Um, Yellow Lead Better by Pearl Jam. Nice. Excellent. I, yeah. like that. I think it, it's, it, it's, it's applicable in, in multiple different areas and, and like vibes. So I'll go with that one.
0: What is the best song for a road trip?
1: Oh man, so many. Running Down a Dream by Tom Petty.
0: Oh, nice. Excellent. And what is a song that you would give anything to see played live?
1: When the Levee Breaks by Led Zeppelin. Oh, excellent.
0: Okay, so do you want to go back to the Skippers before we hit the last one? <laughs>
1: Yeah, we, we can do that. I don't know that I have any better answers, but we can do it. Let's go for it.
0: Okay. So what is the song that uh, whenever it comes on, you have to dance to it?
1: I'm not a big dancer. That's why this is <laughs> um You know what? I'm just going to go with Happy by Pharrell. Nice. Excellent answer. I mean, it's a good head bobber at the very least.
0: That's fair, and that counts as dancing. So
1: <laughs> that's right. That's
0: <laughs> so the final question okay. you are at the entrance to whatever kind of afterlifey type thing that you believe in. Um, and before they will let you through, uh, they're making you a lovely gift basket. Uh, There's some muffins and some like HOA type paperwork that you can worry about later. Um, But Ah. they are also making a mixtape of your life. Now, Mr. Ryan Carnes, the most important question that you will answer in this time that we have spent together, what is the first song on that
1: mixtape? Stairway to heaven. Excellent answer. Yes. <laughs> Cliché, but obvious.
0: That's perfect. And <laughs> y- actually, you're the only person to ever say that.
1: Really? Yep. Wow. Wow. I'm, that, I'm, sh- I'm shocked about that. Yeah. I'm the only person to ever say that.
0: Yeah, a lot of people, um, it's... The um, their answer tends to be like the the first song they remember hearing, or you know, something something funny like Highway to Hell, or <laughs> you wow. know, something like that. Yeah, but yeah, that is a fantastic answer. And you were the first person, so c- congratulations right. again!
1: Thanks, yeah. Um, well, at, le- at least, uh, at least there was some novelty to that answer since I couldn't come up with the one before it.
0: Hey, it's no sweat um so tell uh the folks listening at home and all over the world um where they can see you um on the on the tv and in film and where they can find you on the social media if you would like
1: yeah so um social media is ryan Carnes one my first name last name and the number one um that's i'm at this point i'm really only uh, active on instagram um, it's, it's the same across, you know, like Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, but, uh, but Twitter and Facebook, I'm not, I'm not really active on anymore. So Instagram is definitely the best place to catch me and and also to keep up with what I'm doing. Awesome. Awesome.
0: Um, thank you so much. Uh, this has been just absolutely fantastic. I, I have loved having you here and you are welcome to come back anytime you
1: want, sir. Thank you so much. Yeah, I really appreciate that. And I guess I didn't answer your, your second question. So I have a movie on Hulu right now called Cupid for Christmas. Oh. And um, I have a, a movie called La Boda de Valentina that's on, I, I'm, I'm not sure if it's on Amazon currently or not, but it's definitely on Netflix uh, Mexico. Okay. Um, so, so those are two, two things that are currently in rotation where uh, people can catch back and work and then, you know, just stay tuned for the, for the album. Well, the the upcoming singles and then the album, which will be early or at some, some point in 2023. Nice. I can't wait.